0: Anthony on air podcast. Thanks for joining us. Special guest this episode, Dylan Howard is here with us. He's a journalist and an author. His new book, Epstein dead men tell no tales spies, lies and blackmail is out right now. Joins a long list of books that he's written about cultural events and people, including princess Diana, Aaron Hernandez, Michael Jackson, Charles Manson, just to name a few get links to his books on our website, anthonyonair.com. That's anthonyonair.com. Just scroll down a bit. You'll see the links right there. We're going to be talking a lot about Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, and who knows what else. Dylan Howard is on the program. Dylan, how are you, Ben? Very
1: well, thank you, Anthony. It's good to be with you. Yeah, it's
0: great to have you on. I appreciate you uh, giving us some time here. Let me start with this. When and what was it that made you decide to make Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell the uh, the topic of your book?
1: I really started investigating the story about six years ago. And that was predominantly focused around the uh, Virginia Jew-free allegations with Prince Andrew. Um, And then, you know, as you scratch the surface, you started to see this shocking underbelly of a story relating to Jeffrey Epstein and the 2007 and 2008 Palm Beach investigation. And, uh the significance of that how someone who was alleged to have done so many heinous things could get away with uh, pretty much a slap on the wrist it then led to you know a series of freedom of information requests that detailed so much more about his operations in uh, Florida And then of course over time we continue to follow the case. What led us uh, to write the book, Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales, was his uh, arrest uh, on the tarmac of Teeterborough Airport, and then of course his shocking uh, death inside the Metropolitan Correctional Centre. The reality though is, uh, I wrote one book, Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I have a second coming out, government used blackmail as big business. The reality is I don't think we know the full story yet um, when it comes to uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and what's going to play out over the next 12 months is going to be a fascinating insight into either how the US government helped these two operate a sex trafficking ring on international soil with consequence or how the US government has covered up their cooperation in this counterintelligence operation that they allowed to happen on the US on US soil under the guise of an international child sex ring.
0: Let me ask you a question, when you're the the, the morning you find out, so you're working on the book, the morning you find out he's he was dead in the cell, where were you and what were you thinking?
1: I was at my home uh, on Long Island and uh, I had some friends that were staying over for the weekend, uh, one of which is my co-author, James Robertson, and I I woke him up and said, Epstein's been found dead. Immediately my mind raced to the fact that he must have been offed. Um, Now, as time has gone on, I've become a little bit perhaps more considered in my approach here and I I do think that there were nefarious circumstances behind his death, but I think those circumstances very much relate to the fact that he was given the means and opportunity to commit suicide. The reality is someone who who attempts to commit suicide um, isn't released back into regular prison population so soon thereafter nor are they given electrical appliances with cords that they could hang themselves or medication in which they could have an overdose. So I believe Epstein was given the means and motive to commit suicide and the message from those who controlled him, which was foreign intelligence, um, they told him to take his life.
0: When the... Are are you surprised? Because I was... I was shocked as you, I feel like this whole Epstein thing is an onion. And as you peel it, you know, it stinks, all that stuff. But as you're going through this, when they arrested him again, I was like, Oh, here's some real progress. And then when he he's found dead, I'm like stunned because I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy. You know, I think there are some things that go on, but I think conspiracy theories can get a little out of control. Um, and I think that people that chase conspiracy theories can get so caught up in thinking that everything is a conspiracy theory. But then when he pops up dead, now I'm kind of like, like you were saying, all he's given the opportunity. How are you? Like, how do you? How? What your your writing partner too? Do you guys start writing right away? Are you talking about this? Are you making phone calls? Are you investigating? Like, yeah.
1: So, so the reality is, it's gross malfeasance on behalf of the Department of Justice that runs the correctional facilities, federal correctional facilities, um, at the very least. Now, whether or not those facilities were compromised remains to be seen. Two people have been charged with relation to not performing the necessary checks on the night in question as it relates to Epstein. Um, But I do think, story here is not Epstein's death sadly. The bigger story and the more tragic story and you talk about um, the onion and 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 the thing in the eyes is the innocent victims whose lives have been tragically taken from them or compromised as a result of our government's willingness to allow Epstein and Maxwell to run this sex trafficking ring. But the reality is that both Ghislaine and others alleged co-conspirators from being uh, charged again and in fact in, in the months before her re- her arrest Ghislaine, I understand sought the counsel of Alan Dershowitz who was a former lawyer for Epstein who told her that the deal was secure and it would maintain her freedom. Of course, the federal government didn't believe that to be valid and it challenged the very notion with Epstein's arrest on federal charges when they arrested him at the airport. But uh, their argument was the 2008 deal only applied to the specific jurisdiction that made that agreement, Florida, not all 94 federal prosecutor's offices in the country. So just think about this, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is now the custodian of all of these secrets. She is at the top of the food chain for the federal government um, when it comes to this sex trafficking ring. But Because Ghislaine was so confident that the prior deal would save her, she chose not to do what many would have seen to be the obvious, and that was use her vast resources to board a private jet and flee to France where she has citizenship and where the extradition process is notoriously arduous. Dare I remind everyone about Roman Polanski, who fled in the 1970s and has not stepped foot back on US soil ever since. So surely if Ghislaine believed she was facing criminal exposure, she would have used all her means, French citizenship and tens of millions of dollars, to evade justice. But she didn't which begs the question why and who was protecting her or who she thought was protecting her
0: <laughs> No, know it's so you use the word hubris and it's and it's the correct word because it is it is a it's a it's a blatant pride that i don't i, I don't even think i know anybody that, that has that sort of a feeling to it now do you think that she's still has that feeling right now because I know there was a request that she wanted to go into gen pop and I can't wrap my head around that request
1: well it's a fascinating request she's the most watched prisoner in in the world at the moment let's face reality this is a woman who has to uh, have some sort of resolution to the case that so many levels she represents justice to the victims. I personally know one of the Jane Doe's named in the six count indictment against Maxwell and the day that the judge denied her bail she rang me in tears tears of joy that Ghislaine Maxwell would never see the light of day again the reality is that Ghislaine Maxwell has three choices ahead of her she could Uh, attempt to fight this case, to most defence attorneys, they would tell you that's a foolish move. If convicted, and she would be, the 58-year-old faces 35 years in prison. So that's the rest of her life. What's more, the evidence against her would seemingly be so compelling and overwhelming, proving not only that she was a madam, but she she was also utterly depraved like Epstein, a pedophile herself, And the SDNY doesn't bring cases unless they believe it is an unimpeachable case. And they would have built this case by getting co-conspirators to turn on her, like building blocks, building one after the other and after the other. So I can't see her wanting to fight this indictment in court. The second option would be to accept a plea deal if so one is offered she would plead guilty to certain charges in exchange for concessions from the prosecution. Now, those concessions would include an agreement to seek a lower sentence or to convict her only of a lesser crime than one with what she was originally charged. Regardless, freedom for this so-called socialite would inevitably still be a long time coming. And then the third option, which seems to be the... Most problematic would be that she turn whistleblower and lay out exactly how Epstein and Maxwell blackmailed and operated this sex trafficking network, who was involved, name names, identify the high powered figures, and attempt to try and cut down on what she's facing. But I'm told that she's loath to do this. She won't turn on Prince Andrew, she won't discuss Bill Clinton. So she's, in, she's up a proverbial creek without a paddle. I think she has to take a plea deal. And I also think that the reality here is the federal government also doesn't want this to go to trial. And there's a simple reason for that. Um, when you look down the rabbit hole, be careful what you might find. And the reality here is this is a scandal that has not got the full attention of the mainstream media for one simple reason. It's not, by, it's not a partisan uh, scandal. It implicates both sides of the political aisle, both red and blue. And it's not going to elect Joe Biden, and it's not going to toss Donald Trump out of the White House. But there is a bigger story here that needs to be unravelled, The government knew that Epstein and Maxwell were spies. They knew that they ran a complex intelligence operation for the purposes of blackmailing powerful individuals and politicians in the United States and abroad. And if she goes to trial, she would tell the secrets that helped enable one of the world's most heinous sexual operations to occur on American soil. And that would implicate so many government officials; it wouldn't be funny.
0: So you're saying it, it, it's it's just not a good look for anybody, and then the media's not pushing because it's not part of the it's not part of the sexy narrative right now of of re-election or Biden or you know. Correct. So, so man, correct. It, it's just it seems I can't believe like we're we're living through something like this and seeing this. Yeah, I mean
1: okay, so will Ghislaine Maxwell cut a deal? Will she fight the charges? Does the SDNY even want a deal? Will she spill all that she knows, no matter what the consequences? Will she even be allowed to? The reality is this story is not finished. The final chapter is not written. The next steps are going to be crucial. And, you know, I just hope that it delivers justice in some form to uh, the victims of these crimes. Is
0: there anybody else out there? I know there's like uh, Brunel and, um, uh, you know, Eileen Guggenheim came out and separate, tried to distance herself from everything. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I know everything is alleged until proven, but is there anybody else out there on the level, Not maybe not on the level of Epstein and, and Maxwell, but on, on a level of being brought up on charges that are still out there? Because I feel like usually, and I don't know if this is a, a, you know, you see it in movies thing, but when you have the case, you go out and you get all the bad guys at one time. They certainly didn't do that when they got Epstein, they didn't get Maxwell, and it was another year later till they finally got her. And nobody else has been brought in for this as of yet. So are there more people out there?
1: So the reality is that um, I believed that the government was done. I believe they had their, their highest target in Maxwell. And they even at one point said that there would be no superseding indictment on Maxwell. And they didn't expect to lay further charges with relation to this crime. But in recent weeks, we're starting to hear the opposite. There was a court filing recently that suggested that the SDNY and FBI investigation is ongoing. And a source that I spoke to uh, most recently indicated to me that one individual who I had suspected had cooperated with federal investigators has not, and is currently living uh, with her husband, in an overseas location in which there is no extradition policy with the United States. And this is someone that was also involved in the sex trafficking ring. So I think when it comes to co-conspirators, most have likely struck plea deals with the government to avoid prosecution, stands for maybe one or two. As for those that might have participated in underage sex, It remains to be seen if the government is going to pursue those. Names that have been bandied around, and it's critical to note that all of these men have denied any wrongdoing with regards to their involvement with Epstein and Maxwell, is Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Glenn Jubin, the billionaire hedge funder, former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak, Larry Summers, the ex-Harvard president, former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, former Maine Senator George Mitchell, Leslie Wexner, who founded Victoria's Secret, and many other notable names that were Epstein's little black book of contacts. Now, this is not to suggest in any way these men did any wrongdoing, but they were certainly within his orbit. And though the sexual crimes are of importance, let's consider this. When... And uh, when, when Jeffrey Epstein was in the company of Bill Clinton, was he talking about Sunday night football at a time when Bill Clinton's wife was, sec- uh, was uh, a senator and sitting on certain committees of relevance? No, they were talking about geopolitical matters. That information was being funneled back to U.S. Uh, Allies slash uh, intelligence organisations that wanted information about US policy. So this is a scandal that is not only titillating by its very nature of being a sex trafficking ring. It is also a spy scandal, the likes of which this country has never seen before. And it's frightening that you know so so many young women's civil liberties and rights were taken and stolen from them for the purpose of this. And the government only decided that the maximum punishment that Jeffrey Epstein should receive was a 2007, 2008 slap on the wrist.
0: I wanna, you know, I, I wanna ask you about what it, what it was that tipped the scales, because obviously this is something that could have continued to have been swept under the rug. So I'm curious as to, to what what it was that tipped the scales, but I do wanna ask you about Clinton, uh, and Prince Andrew too. So you know, what, let's do let's do that. What 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 changed that made it now acceptable? Because whatever it was that was keeping Epstein out of trouble suddenly stopped when he was arrested on that tarmac. So what what was it? The press? Was it the investigations going on by you and other uh, journalists? What what happened?
1: I, it's hard for me to fathom that 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 the journalism was the catalyst for the SDNY to operate. Um, the SDNY is is known as the Sovereign District, an organization though tied to the Department of Justice, runs its own race. Uh, it has been the organization that went after Michael Cohen, the organization that went after Steve Bannon and many other associates related to the Donald Trump uh, presidency. I suspect that This might have been a fishing expedition to see whether Donald Trump was involved, but it led them to uncover the depth of depravity of Epstein, and they had no choice but to prosecute. Um, And the web, the tangled web, weaved all its way to Ghislaine Maxwell and others, and I think that's why we find ourselves in this particular situation right now.
0: So the intense hatred for Donald Trump could could have landed the biggest sex trafficker, on the planet, that's interesting how that happened.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, look, the reality here is, um, and I'm not—I don't think I'm alone in this—but I don't subscribe to the notion that uh, that there is a deep state. But I certainly do believe that the Justice Department has been working um, ferociously to try and uncover whether there was any wrongdoing associated with uh, Donald Trump. That's Blind Freddie could tell you that um and i do think that that might have been the catalyst to lead them into the epstein orbit all
0: right let's talk about uh, uh president bill clinton because i find this to be interesting uh we get these photos the other day uh which are basically you know um positioned super well for virality amongst uh you know reporters and journalists uh, bill clinton massage photos But as we look at the photos, it's uh, Bill Clinton with uh, one of the uh, Epstein victims and um, she's given him a massage, you know, um, she's 22 at the time, so not underage, just giving him a a neck rub. Uh, Not to say that these things are totally innocent, but these are the the facts of what it is. And she comments as the story comes out that um, Bill Clinton was a perfect gentleman to her. So this comes out the day of or the day before that he goes to speak at the Democratic National Convention. Now, two questions here for you. And this is just your opinion. And Dylan Howard is our guest this episode. Uh, He's got the uh, book out, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, Epstein, Spies, Lies, and Blackmail. Uh, We've got links for the book at anthonyonair.com so you guys can go and uh, order your copy. So here's the two questions, Dylan. One, what on earth... Is the Democratic uh, Committee doing having Bill Clinton? And then subsequently after that, I think the next night Hillary spoke, having these two speak when they're so tangled up in this. And two, on the other side, with all these rumors and the 27 times of Bill Clinton on a plane, and I think one of Epstein's employees said he saw Bill Clinton on the island with two young women and uh, all this stuff we we've never, and maybe I don't know about this. So please correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't seen anybody say I was a part of this. I was in the Epstein ring and Bill Clinton did horrible things to me. We still haven't had that person come forward. Why is
1: not? And I've always said that I think Bill Clinton was guilty of association. Um, Jeffrey Epstein played a critical role in the formation of the Clinton Foundation and its, its raison um and obviously piloted in many ways the 2002 trip to foreign nations that the Clinton Foundation undertook with various celebrities. There is no doubt that young women or women accompanied them on that trip I don't think the release of a photo of Bill Clinton getting a massage is all that incriminating. It proves nothing beyond the fact that he got a massage after probably travelling a long-haul flight. But the sheer connection to Jeffrey Epstein is something that ought to be explored. This is a family, a political dynasty, that has, is like it, it's a political dynasty the likes we've not seen since Camelot. And to think that Hillary Clinton also employed the nephew of Ghislaine Maxwell, the son of uh, Isabel Maxwell's, uh, the son of Isabel Maxwell, at the State Department—surely a notably qualified, qualified candidate—but years in two thousand and twelve years after uh, Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of a sexual crime and everybody knew about the twisted double life of Jeffrey Epstein, for Hillary Clinton to employ this young man in her State Department smacks of nepotism and also smacks of foolishness on her behalf that they would think that no one would uncover that until I did last week. So um, I have to say that the Clintons have made some very foolish decisions in this and um again this is not a scandal that discriminates on ideological lines
0: why why do the the you know if i'm in the if i'm in the democratic party and i'm making decisions i'm saying hey no to the clintons not right now they're not going to help us accomplish what we need to accomplish they don't have the clout that they maybe once did when the economy was great in 96 You know, it's just, it's just not there anymore. She lost the biggest, you know, she fumbled the biggest fumble on the one yard line ever. Uh, you know, why have them in the democratic convention? I don't, I don't understand that move. Can you shed any light on that? that?
1: That, that, that's a whole separate episode. Uh, for some reason there is a blind loyalty to the Clintons. If you're a Democrat, uh, but if you're a Republican, it sticks out like a sore thumb, um, so, I mean, that, that's a whole separate episode in itself. Bill Clinton could be uh, the most heinous individual in the world, but he has political capital and, um, and zero moral capital, um, but still is used as a poster child uh, for the DNC.
0: It's a head scratcher for me, especially when you start to see all these things that uh, that come together. I mean, if they really want to beat uh, President Trump, I, I would have just mounted a better game, but that's just me personally. so uh you know, let me ask you this is there what are we looking for here? Is there some puppet master? is there one entity? Is it another foreign government? Is it another person in a foreign government who's who's controlling all this that that allowed that gave a, a cape to Epstein and Ghislaine that allowed them to have that hubris that allowed them to operate for years and years and years that got him started. Who is there? Somebody here, or is this all just a series of coincidence? And this just, no,
1: there's no coincidences here. People knew, and we have a right to know as to who knew what, when they knew it, how they knew it and why they did nothing about it. Period. Full stop. End of story. There should be a Senate Intelligence Committee investigation
0: into this. Are we going to get um, a holy cow moment from Ghislaine Maxwell? Are we going to find out things that haven't already been alleged or haven't already been rumored or that you haven't already dug up a little bit and other journalists haven't already dug up a little bit? Absolutely,
1: She's the custodian of every Epstein secret. And we want to know from her. Will we know from her? It's hardly... Uh, a lay down as air that we will the reality is I don't think she's going to go to trial, I think she'll take a plea deal she will uh, ultimately end up uh, doing time if she survives behind bars and uh, I'm not sure we'll ever learn the full extent of this heinous operation because the government will forever cite uh, national security as a reason because of the intelligence links and that is an injustice that the American people will be forced to
0: swallow. Listen, we'll leave it there. Uh, we have more to talk yeah. about. As more news breaks, maybe we'll we'll have you back on, Dylan. Appreciate your time today.
1: No worries. Thank you for your time. Thanks,
0: mate. Thanks. Cheers. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. There goes Dylan Howard. Uh, the book is Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Spies, Lies, and uh, Blackmail. Uh, he had a hard out, so we had to let him go, but it felt like we were getting on a little bit of a roll Uh, Right there in uh, some of the information, again, something new that I didn't know about uh, that he just said he uncovered last week that uh, Ghislaine's nephew was working in the State Department underneath Hillary Clinton. That's another little wrinkle that you can throw into this. He said whoever the nephew was obviously qualified, but it is a bit of nepotism and uh, certainly an interesting intertwining of those names all over again. Um, interesting guy, Dylan Howard, uh, he's got a bunch of books under his belt about, uh, Princess Diana, about Aaron Hernandez. Uh, he's got a Michael Jackson book. Again, those are all linked at anthonyonair.com, uh, on the homepage, just scroll down towards our blog and you'll, you'll see, uh, the photo of Dylan and, uh, you click on that, you'll get all his books. If you want to order any of them, he certainly does all the digging. He's a really good, uh, investigative reporter. Uh, If you look at his bio, he's tied up in some things sometimes, but um, uh, very nice of him nonetheless to come on and and share some of his opinions uh, with us on all of this. And I think it's this biting question that follows us through all of this, which is, are we ever going to see uh, the answers? Are we ever going to fully understand, fully know who's involved? I was going to ask before I realized we ran out of time, you know, they 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 pulled out all these uh, computers and things from Epstein. Are these things in, in good hands? But I think you know, Dylan brought something interesting to light in all of this. Is that um, you know, this is embarrassing for our government. You know, it's embarrassing for the American government. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about who's in office. I'm talking about America as a government, as a, as a thing. We let this go on. That was sort of Dylan's point. I understand that. I kind of agree with what he's saying there. And, um, you know, uh, we can't forget the fact that even though Epstein was arrested and Ghislaine was arrested and they'll probably arrest, you know, somebody else if they get the chance and opportunity to the idea that that full story is going to get out, probably not going to happen. Right. Because, I think what will get out is whatever can get out without making the powers that be, whenever it was at whatever time, because this certainly did run the gauntlet of a long period of time. Epstein's operation here—they uh, need to save face, and overall, the government needs to save face. You know, it's an interesting thing, which is—you uh, know, obviously, we're in a time where um, the, the 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 race over president is is super important. And a lot of people are, uh, super laser focused on that, but I always go back to, it doesn't really matter who's president, you know, and, uh, I, I don't think our lives generally change. I know this is a very unpopular thing to say right now, but I don't think that our lives vastly change. Normal everyday average Americans vastly change that much from one president to the next. They just really kind of don't, uh, policies change, taxes change. There's certainly impacts. But overall, we're still living in America. It's still basically the same country, and it doesn't matter who the leader is. And basically, that's the way it was set up to be. That's why we have three branches of government, so on and so forth. Um, and there is an identity to that, though. you know. So whether it was Bill Clinton in office, or George uh, W. Bush, or uh, Barack Obama, or President Trump, whoever over the last few years of who's been leading this country... I don't think it really matters. The fact that a president of this country or a justice department or whoever it is made mistakes, covered things up, didn't go after people who they should have gone after. they the powers that be now. Or five years from now or 25 years from now are going to want to protect that. You know, it's the same way. Bay of Pigs and, you know, you you name anything, uh, you know, uh, the thing in the eight, you name anything that we've done that didn't go necessarily our way. And that full story has never really come out. So I think uh, the one of the big takeaways from this conversation with Dylan is uh, we're probably headed towards the same thing with this. We may never get the full story. I mean, you look at some of the things uh, President Trump has uh, declassified. You look at some of the things that uh, President Barack Obama declassified. They're really, really 40, 50, 60-year-old secrets that have no bearing anymore. So it may even be that long until we find out something, if we find it out at all. Um, But I know, because you're watching or you're listening to the podcast, Um, that we all do, you know, have that little itch inside us to know exactly what was going on. Um, because I don't think we like when we have the wool pulling pull over our eyes. And I don't think that we like when, uh, super powerful, wealthy people take advantage of other people, uh, and think that they can get away with that. We just don't like those things for the most part. So Um, I feel like, you know, again, we always try and bring you information and entertainment with a little bit of a laugh thrown in here and there, you know, we have our serious stories and we have our sort of like fun stories where, uh, we can joke around on the podcast, but uh, as far as this topic goes, we want to know, uh, who was involved and what was going on. And I think we want to see them all brought to, uh, to justice and, um, hopefully we will we'll have we'll have that at least with uh with Ghislaine you know um it's interesting to hear uh Dylan lay out sort of what her three um outcomes could possibly be and they don't they don't you know when you think about that end game they don't feel all that great you know Uh, And we had Chris Mason talking about this and it was on our previous podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or you're listening on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts or wherever you're listening from, go to our previous episode where we talk about Ghislaine and and Chris Mason. And he says that she's fiercely loyal to uh, Prince Andrew and Dylan just backed it up, throwing uh, Bill Clinton's name into the mix saying that she's fiercely loyal to these people and she'll never fully flip. Um, And conversely, it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, uh, Bill Clinton and the fact that even with all these swirling rumors, even with Monica Lewinsky and shady morals, and even with all this stuff, we've still have not had that person come forward and say, I was involved in this and that was the guy who did it to me. Um, Will we get that person? Remains to be seen. As Dylan said, all of these uh, people that are involved are all denying these allegations. So we do have to uh, point that out uh interesting talk let me know in the comments below if you like the uh, interview uh aspect of this uh, episode i'm not the uh i like doing interviews i've done of interviews in the past uh we'll put a link in our description of uh, a lot of the interviews i've done a lot more um music artists uh you know i think we have some of our old interviews up there in the pod section of uh, youtube uh the avid brothers um Greg Allman like we've we've had tremendous interviews we've had fun Dennis Miller we've had great interviews um but um and I like doing the interviews but I like doing the podcast that we that you normally see but let me know if you like uh, us throwing in an interview every now and then I have no problem doing that uh if it's uh if it's with a guest that's gonna you know give us info or entertain us I think that'll be a fun thing to do uh, so let me know in the comments if you like the interview, if you enjoyed the interview, uh, or if you never want to see an interview ever again. I won't be offended, I promise you. Um, but uh, given the circumstances, this was a, a nice thing to do. Uh, I'm on vacation today with my family, actually, so we recorded this uh, the Thursday prior to it coming out. Um, so um, I didn't want to miss a chance to, to keep up with the content, to keep delivering you information. And uh, to keep the podcast going. So uh, we wanted to make sure we got this out there. But thank you for uh, watching on Facebook or YouTube. Remember to uh, like and share. Remember to hit that bell to get those notifications on YouTube when we go live. And if you've been listening to this, we appreciate that as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening from. Keep it going. Put a share on Twitter or your Facebook if you can. Let everybody know that you're enjoying the podcast so far. Thank you so much. And don't forget to check out Dylan's books. We got the links up at AnthonyOnAir.com. We will see you on the next episode.